There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I'm Sean Fangirl S. Today we are talking Dirk Gently. So as you all know, my co-host Jessica went out to have her baby. So I have a very special guest that's going to be joining me for a couple episodes you may recognize this name because she has been on several of our shows with the Fangirl Zone. <laughs> Coming to us all the way from the Nerd Element, it's Miss Natty Willie. Hello. Hello, Sean. Thanks for having me. Finally on Dirt Gently. Right. I, <laughs> I'm so glad that you're here. Well, you know, I, I kind of told her like before we started this. With Jess, we were trying to get as many done as possible before she had the baby. And if anybody... Well, you know, you guys know if anybody wants to send you, her your fanfic, she'll, since she'll be out for a while and she wants stuff to read, or if you just want to <laughs> say, hey, congratulations, she did have a healthy baby boy. Our, our next little podcaster in training, little La- Landon, which we've all decided we're calling Lando. So, you know, we need to nerd up the names, right? So you yeah, can send yeah. her emails at jess at Fangirl Zone, and I'm sure she'll appreciate it. And I want to start this off. Because we had recorded in advance, I did not get to acknowledge this email or message that we got from Tori from episode one. So I'm really sorry. So Tori, thank you so much for basically correcting all of us because Jess and I got so excited with the first episode, we were screwing up names and categories left and right. So obviously, oh, just hate it when that happens. <laughs> I don't have detailed notes. We're just in trouble. So Tori sent us the names that I screwed up, Panto Trost and Silas Dingdevor. Dirk is Project Icarus, Rowdies are Incubus, because I kept flipping those around. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dirk's old assistant, assistant is Malak, Bart is Marzana, and Ken is Alpha. Also, unimportant, but you misspoke and called Eddie Amanda's brother when he's Farrah's brother. How I screwed up Roger Cross, I don't know. And Tori also says, Amanda's gone full Rowdy 3, and I love it. And I think we all do, too, Tori. So thank you for correcting me. And seriously, I probably should just leave this up because I'll screw up which project they all are anyway. But thank you so much. But today we are going to jump into Episode 5, Shapes and Colors. And the little synopsis that we get, the case seems to take a major turn when Arnold, the adult son of the dead Cardenas couple, shows up. Meanwhile, Amanda is led to a mystical coven in the woods of Windamore, led by the forest witch... Oh, great. I'm going to screw this one up. Wakti Wapnasi, because that's so easy to say, where she begins to master the <laughs> unique powers she first experienced in Bergsburg. Now, I find this really interesting because it's like, okay, are her episodes really magic powers? Is she even from this world? So I don't know if that's something we're really going to get into too much. And and I don't know if it's just something that's a product of just the fact that it's another world and her powers are manifested in a different way. But maybe it's always 
been going in that direction. It just seems like ever since she met Dirt Gently, it's like she's had this disease, but it's become more than that because now she's with the Rowdy Three, and maybe they've manifested what her illness kind of reveals because they kind of got into that this episode when she's with the witch or walking whatever her name is <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even trying to pronounce that name <laughs> that's crazy but, uh, we'll it, just call it, her the it's, witch it's, it's good interesting <laughs> twist i like i think it was an interesting way of making her relevant okay um, and Especially what happens in this episode, it, she helps the Rowdy Three pretty much. And I think she'll also probably help Todd. Cause she was part of the prophecy. Let's be for real. When Panto mentioned about the girl who does like dreams and stuff, I'm like, that's Amanda. You know what? I didn't even catch that. Okay. Y'all didn't go over the prophecy? No, we did not. Well, I think we did way back, like one of the episodes, but I don't, I still, you know what? Honestly, because watching the episodes, whenever they talk about something with the prophecy, I'm like, wait a minute. I need to write it down and maybe just put that up on the page on our <laughs> website and be like, okay, who is what in this prophecy? It'd probably be easier for me to, like I said, if I don't have notes, Natty, you, come on. There's a lot happening. Why, why do you not have notes, Sean? <laughs> I do, but on each episode, but not, okay, I am not as in-depth as Miss Kim from the Nerd Element, okay? <laughs> I don't know how in-depth your notes know, normally are. Funny, but I don't do notes either, but <laughs> but I do. I should, especially when it comes to these names, because sometimes... Oh, these names are rough. To, when you're trying to pronounce <laughs> someone's name, like the witch in Windermore, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah, we're just calling and her the witch at this so point. well, and you're just like, I hate you. <laughs> Come on, they have a lot of practice. They do have a lot of practice, but that, yeah, you know... Whatever. All right. Well, let's jump into the right, episode. I do have the prophecy. Oh, you write do? Down the prophecy. Like, I was, like, listening to it, and I, and I typed it down because I still need to put up my reviews for these other episodes. So I, <laughs> that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. Um, oh, I think you're going to have to send that kind of, to me so I can put it up. It, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go with the one that Panto did. Okay. I feel like there's divergence. Okay. Once the Dark Witch found his apprentice, so I figured from these... You know, latest episodes, especially after, you know, episode four, that the Dark Witch is the mage. His apprentice is Susie. No one in Windermore could defeat him, and his army will come like a tide. The only hope to save Windermore is the fiercest of foes unite. The great weapon is retrieved. Something tells me it's that thing that, you know, blasts people in the, like, the air blaster thing. Okay. And she who sees all opens a door into a dream. Now, we saw this in episode four. Um, when Amanda briefly opened a portal and saw Todd, or Todd was able to see her in a in a dreamlike state. So that's Amanda. Okay. Um, but the fact that she was having visions last season and this season, that also made me think it was her even before episode four came about. So allowing through a man who with him would bring a boy, the boy that would save our world. Unfortunately, uh, okay, yeah. That part, we mm -mm, that hasn't happened yet. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I think as we go, things might change. You might get a different idea of what things are because actually after you just read that, I have a different idea than you do. All right. Let, let's All right. Get to let's it. jump let's into shapes going. and colors. Okay. Yeah. So we open with all the drawings and the mysterious prophecy and oh what the hell is that thing really weird looking witch that has like four hands but all on like two arms it was creepy and then we get the rowdy three which i love these guys 
We actually only have three of the rowdy three since Vogel is with Amanda and talking to each other. And they look pretty beat down. And I, They're hungry. Yeah. It, talking about it, like, you know, how long have we been here? Nobody knows. Although the one said, what was it, how many seconds or minutes? I can't even remember now. It, he he did it in seconds. And he, and uh, Cross a, was like, um, so how many days is that? Yeah, don't make me do math. <laughs> and then, and don't, yeah, please. Seriously. So we'll equate that to days. Let's, 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 let's figure that out. Yeah. Well, we know they've been there quite a while because when we seen Ken and he had that crazy big beard, that doesn't happen really quick unless, I don't know, maybe you're a wolf man. That's a lot of growth. That, so we know they've been there for quite some time. And we don't know when we seen them last season, if they were caught and it happened to be the same day everybody was caught or because you know how a lot of times these shows have like time compression, mm-hmm. which I still have a problem with in a certain other show. But we won't talk about that show, Game of Thrones, but whatever. <laughs> so they've been there quite a while. And we know that the Scooby gang has basically been all broken up and on the run. And what does this mean? Have they actually been starving all that time? Because the only buddy who, the only person, oh gosh, I can't even talk, that kind of ate anything would have been when Friedkin got knocked out before Priest took, uh, oh my gosh, Michael Eklund's character. Good lord. I think that's Martin. Thank you. <laughs> I know his real name. I always have a problem with this. So he's the only one who's kind of eaten. I assume the rest of them were almost in like a sleep. But obviously mm-hmm. not so much when you see him like this. But they got to be doing something because, you know, Ken isn't supernatural. Anyway. No, he looked like he was hooked up on, on IV or something. And you know me and going to the bathroom. So, like, what is <laughs> in this cab? And it's like, where is the bathroom? And it's like, and you for know, the poor dog. Like even able to take a shower. Like, and, and I feel like based on what happened. Was it this episode? No. The fact that he's been in this cab, this poor dog looks like it hasn't had a bath in months. I'm just, I don't understand. Like, it's not cool. But yeah, no, not cool at all. Because at least Dirk had like a bed, right? And, and I'm it assuming like he's he getting fed, to take showers and stuff, right? Like, what the hell? <laughs> so they've been treating these guys pretty bad, pretty rough. Obviously, they're suspended. Yeah. They're in straight jackets. Things aren't good for them. So hopefully, it'll yeah. get better very soon. But. We also have Sheriff Hobbs actually deputizing Farah this episode. Oh my gosh, I teared up a little uh, bit because I, like, I know I just wanted to be a cop for so long. Well, especially she when she starts crying. Kind of form of law enforcement, and I'm just like, she's finally made it. <laughs> Even though she's wanted by the FBI, right? Well, she starts crying, and then Hobbs is all super encouraging. He is so sweet. I love this man. Mm. I, I I'm I'm mad. Damn it! That's this. That's this. This is the second year, guys. Seriously, y'all need to stop making me care about these law enforcement officers. <laughs> just like, just like, not just, just have something happen to them, and you're just like, what the hell? We def. I mean, he is the nicest guy, and he's named Sherlock. Come on, so is that oh, not awesome? You can't go wrong with that, right? <laughs> well, we're at Susie's house when all this happens, and they're outside. And then they go inside, and Susie is back to being her old injured self. And I'm saying that in, like, air quotes because we all know that she's not injured anymore, but she's faking it. And I kept looking at her thinking that she was faking, like, the wrong leg even. So I don't think Hobbs really paid attention to that. And, of course, she just just tries to blame her son. 
Is that not horrible? I thought that was the worst thing, saying Scott killed the dog, and he's talking about fairy tales, and of course they're going to go try to chase after her kid. It's like, wow, that's pretty rough. You're just, you know, sending off the law enforcement to take your kid out. Yeah, but Farrah made a mistake when she mentioned Dirk's name. She should have just discussed all of that with Hobbs, like, outside, like, in the car or something. Otherwise, That was a mistake. Really go there. Yeah, obviously, that was what pushes our plot along. Yeah, Slip of, of a tongue. Uh, we're back at the sheriff's station after, and we have Dick, Todd, Dirk, Todd, and... De- what? I can't even read my own writing. Dirk, Todd, and Deputy Tina. Actually, they're at a diner. I apologize. And Dirk is getting super ticked. Oh, right. I was hungry, too, watching this. It was bad. <laughs> right. Dirk was that super ticked. Was kind of nice. This is what happens when you have two people who haven't eaten before they talk about the show. That's what's bad. <laughs> well, I ate some cereal earlier, but that just made me hungry again. Just after watching this show. I'm like, I need a more elaborate breakfast. <laughs> right. We should just go and talk about it at a diner like they did. Because apparently... Yeah, really. That gets everything done because, of course, everything's connected, and that's what's making Dirk mad. And at one point, he's almost flailing, his, you know, his arms are out, talking about everything's not connected, and why are you guys listening to my stupid flighty bullshit? I don't know why. And all of a sudden, as he's going on and on about trying to get something concrete about the Cardenases, suddenly, who is working in the diner? Who just brought their food? Oh, it happens to be the son of the two people they're talking about, Arnold the Cardenas. And he walks up to them, and he's like, those are my parents. What's going on? And he's like, are you kidding me? Dirk was so ticked off at this moment. Like, okay, I'm just falling into this. He just, like, stepped on a, a four-leaf clover or something because he's starting to bring all the pieces together and mad that he's doing it, which yeah. I think it's kind of funny that he's getting so mad. Not funny, haha, funny, strange. Well, I, I, it's been going on, like, I think as a theme for his arc this season. I think he's, like, last season he's saying he was so naive, and then, like, stuff happened. And even though stuff worked out in its own way, there were still repercussions, and he's still feeling those repercussions. And now that Todd actually has a disease, even though he kind of brought on them, that was a weird kind of karma-ish right there. Mm-hmm. But still, the fact that... Since he's known him, stuff-ish has been happening to him in his life. His life is not the greatest right now. (laughs) I just think he's not... He's starting to feel, like, a pressure. Like, he's... He's already hated, I think, that he's he is holistic, but it's starting to wear on him even more now. Now, do you think that's more because he was captured and had all these tests happen to him and Friedkin was a major jerk face? I don't think it helped, but I think that he would have had that feeling. It, it seemed like as soon as he knew that Todd had parabolitis, it was like something changed even more in him. And he was like, um, yeah, this sucks. I don't... <laughs> And he does yeah. say at one point, you know, he only ever wanted a friend, and he almost got Todd killed before, and yeah. yada, yada, blah, blah. And so I, I do think it is taking a toll on him mentally. But the fact that he is getting this stuff done at the same time and solving these cases, I kind of feel like that would make up for it. But, you know, maybe... Not at the, not at the expense of, like, people still getting killed, because people still die. It's not like there are people that don't die when he solves these cases people die now let me tell you i did read the first book and nobody died so yay at least i don't think anybody no nobody died 
So that makes you, I that should make you feel better. Series, but yeah, it, it, wait, are you talking about this particular case or just? I just meant the very first book that was actually oh, okay. published. So oh, okay. <laughs> that was one good thing. But anyway, um, can we talk a minute about Bart and Pantos? That seems like an odd couple. It's just like her and Ken being an odd couple last year. Now it's her and Panto, and they're just, like, bonding. And I'm just like, if you weren't gay, I would think that you were actually interested. <laughs> if you weren't already in love with Nintendomore, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. I would, I'd be like, are you trying to, like, be with Bart now? or? <laughs> well, when he calls Bart beautiful, and she just looks at him and then busts out laughing, I thought yeah. that was kind of funny because she's... I kind of feel the same way when, like, you just get a random person say that to you, and you're looking at them like, are you kidding me? Really? Right. Really? Right. You- like, I'm in sweatpants, I was in the garden, and, you know, I look horrible, and you're going to say, like, oh, you look great. It's like, what? What's wrong with you? So I kind of feel like Bart's feeling the same way, because her hair is still all crazy, and yeah. she's kind of cleaned up, but still dirty. Yeah. Because she's, like, inhaling every sweet food there possibly is, like Pop-Tarts, donuts. And- she's like a sweet and salty girl, so... I can get down with that because she's pretty much every piece of junk food that she was eating, I'd probably eat it too. So I'm just going to throw that out there. And can we take a moment? I totally skipped this. That Dirk ends up back in the leather jacket. How is this possible? How is he able to find the same kind of jacket everywhere? No, 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 no. Last year it was yellow. Now he's in red. Right. No, he cha- the colors change because I think he had two of them last year. I'm Did, blanking. No, I thought it was just yellow. Oh, I swear there was like a blue or something. I don't remember. Oh, there was. I think there was a blue. Maybe Tori can help us out on that one. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. He changes. He like changes clothes with a guy, random guy at the diner, and ends up with the same type of jacket though. Yeah, it's like how, I've never seen this jacket anywhere. That's, and like that's holistic, right there. There it is. <laughs> Talk about everything connected. You know, the other guy wanted the '70s clothes, and he's like, "Yeah, I want your leather jacket. Let's do this." Okay. I don't think I've ever wanted to change clothes with some random person in a diner, but hey, whatever works for Dirk, right? It's he's a listic <laughs> I thought it was strange too because we we go to Windermore, and we have Amanda and Vogel with the prince in the forest trying to find the witch. Why exactly are we looking for a witch? That just sounds like a bad idea. But ultimately, you know, they end up finding these really colorful kids. And I say colorful because they looked kind of like a weird painting. It was like all over. And, of course, you know, Vogel kind of freaks out. Like, what are these? And then we're no longer in Windermore. We're back with Dirk. It's like, oh, gosh, just stay with one for a minute. Because <laughs> what is happening? Because you start tensing up and you're like, oh, oh, what is this? Okay, wait. Yeah. They got to keep you in suspense on something. And they, can't- they do. <laughs> They totally did this season, and I think the next part is actually what got me, because we're at the Cardenas' house, and you have Dirk having, like, a breakdown, and he's going on, it, and he seems to, like I said, be very angry with everything, and, and having a breakdown, like, how could this happen? What's going on? I don't understand this. And as he's having this breakdown, we have Arnold explaining the mural in his old room, mm-hmm. and he's kind of getting upset, and we don't know why he's getting upset. And I'm still trying to figure out how the heck he drew on his wall that high up. I mean, most parents would be pretty ticked if you draw on your wall. But, man, this kid all the way up to, like, the ceiling was drawing. So this was a really long time he was working on this. And I don't know how he didn't get a chancla to the backside. So I don't understand either, but that's maybe, I don't know. Uh, um, He did mention 
a little bit about him receiving stuff for, based on those drawings. Maybe I was a little bit confused with that, but... I know it's almost like those horror movies talking about, like, Wishmasters or whatever, where they give you the things. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but what mm-hmm. does this mean? Where do things go wrong? Yeah. It, it just seems like there something happened with his parents, and he pretty much got traumatized for it to the point that he changed his name. And now he's a grown boy, but he's the one that drew those drawings. That's that's the point. So is he technically the boy? I, now a man. I'm starting to wonder, like, as this progresses, it's like, is he really the boy? And is that who we heard originally talking then? Yeah, in the, in the montage, I think so. I'm starting to question things. But then, as this goes along, I'm like, who the heck could the boy be? And I'm like, I don't want it to be <laughs> Susie's son, Scott. Like, I don't... No, because don't he's want... such a little pain in the butt. Yeah, exactly. I don't want it to be him. Yeah, hopefully no. I, I don't know how I forgot to mention... I mean, we're going there now. We're going back to the jail. But Pantos actually gives Bart the choice to come with him to Windermore instead. I'm sorry, but I'm going to need some kind of reunion between her and Ken. And then, like, if she decides to stay in Windermore, she stays in Windermore kind of a thing. But I, I want, I need that reunion because <laughs> they've been through so much last season. And now they're, they've been completely separated this season. Yes, yeah, she's bonded with Ponto, but I just. <sighs> I know. I, I don't want them. I don't want them to be separated permanently. Yes, exactly. And poor Ken has been so, like, abused because he's been shocked how many times. I mean, poor man, at this point, we're not even sure how he's still, like, alive because he's been shocked so much. Yeah. And the poor Corgi. Like, I love my psycho ass master for this. My other master dead, and now I'm stuck in a government facility. And I don't even get to run. I'm in a cab. I'm no longer switched. I have no longer switched bodies with a teenage girl, so (laughs) I'm just a dog. Yeah, poor, poor Rapunzel. Doesn't even get to run and play or... I hope they at least give her some milk bones. I don't know. Something. I don't know. They seem to, like, keep them, like, in the dark. I'm like, what the hell? Oh. Uh, no. Okay, we need to move past this because I'm going to get really depressed if they're abusing uh, the dog. All right, we're moving. It's been irking me, like, this entire season so far. At least it isn't like some of our other shows that we watch where I swear they always kill off the animals, and it gets me so frustrated. <laughs> Uh, we got Roger Cross, at least for a minute, in this episode. Because he's calling Farrah to say Blackwing's active and they're looking for you and you need to come in. Now, obviously with him being Farrah's brother, playing Eddie, do you think that he is 100% on her side? Or do you think somewhere he is maybe just trying to get ahead? Of what? In his own, because he's with Homeland Security. Because if he brought them in as... A most wanted suspect that would be pretty good for him it would but it doesn't i don't i don't get the impression that they have that kind of relationship because if so then he would have probably used her for something a long time ago i really really hope it's not that way and i'm really hoping we get more because i really like roger cross yeah no i think in this case it's giving her a heads up and the fact that he doesn't understand 
what she's been doing and what she's been a part of I just I don't I don't think that's and plus they they lost their father I I don't know I just it's kind of hard based on the two times that we've seen them interact what kind of relationship they really have so far from what we've seen he didn't have to warn her at all that's true so So, he is still looking out for her even though he's not sure what's happening exactly okay as far as we know that's that's the vibe that I'm getting and you could very well be right that but he said turn herself in so that doesn't really benefit him if they turn themselves in that's true unless somehow it's a really big conspiracy and I kind of feel like we don't need a tinfoil hat so much with Dirk (laughs) you know other shows yes but not so much with Dirk Gently so hopefully everything is exactly as it seems with them and somehow he will just be helping them out, giving them like little pieces of information, at least keeping our people safe. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, the fact that they still didn't know that pretty much their hotel room got shot up and why, that's there there's still pieces that they're not being alerted to. And you would think that the sheriff's office would be aware of that. Well, they might be, but everything's happening and everybody's in like five different directions. Yep. So we don't know. And exactly. plus that's a super small as sheriff's office. Right. I mean, they have two people. They have the yeah, sheriff and a deputy. And, and how often does something happen in that town? Well, so they did say never. So that's, yeah. So. so I can see everything being like kind of crazy and weird. Uh, let's go back to, our Scooby gang, because we have Arnold with them, and he's telling them that he ended all the strange. Well, that's not vague or anything. Can you give us some information? How? What did you do? And Is it the death of his parents? (laughs) Right. But he kind of freaked out because he's rambling about, you know, sightings from the dreams, and it's happening again, and, and I got things. And when he seen the air gun, he kind of freaked out. And then he sees Trost. Didn't he ask for that? He's like, I hid that. Right. And then he sees Trost, and he really lost it. Yeah, because he, I think he feels like he made up Windermore, and it's not real. And you have this guy in pink hair who looks like a character that's in your the drawings that you did when you were a kid. And let me tell you, that's really, really awesome pink hair. His hair sits so much better than mine. I think I need a hairstylist daily, but you know, whatever. But, um, I, I, I always, yeah, his hair has been, uh, I like his hair. <laughs> yes, it's just sitting perfect. And poor Arnold, though, I felt so bad because he's just, like, repeating it's not possible, it's not possible, he's holding the air gun, like he's going to shoot somebody, which we don't know exactly how strong this is. I mean, we've seen Dirk use it on the barn. We've seen them mm-hmm. use it, like, shooting a tree, but it's not like everything exploded. Mm-hmm. But... If Arnold, like, created this and somehow had it come from his imagination, does that mean he can control how strong it is? Hmm. You know, this, these are questions that I have. And as he's pointing it at Trost, we don't know if, if he's going to, like, blow, you know, blow him up or blow out the whole jail cell or what would happen. But mm-hmm. Arnold ends up having a heart attack, which is even worse because, you know, he's freaking out and, and our little Scooby gang's freaking out. And, and Dirk is just shuts down even more. Right. He's like, yep, here we go again. 
And I, I, we, I don't we know what to say. We couldn't solve it the normal way. We couldn't solve these clues a normal way. I had to bring something about that, and now someone's in the hospital. Right. And that was, of course, really sad for us because we want to get information. And if he is the boy that we've been talking about so far this season, we need information. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of feel bad saying, like, we need information. And now he's possibly dying. <laughs> Because of the stress. Right. Well, I mean, I think that would happen to anybody. You're hiding out. You're kind of freaking out. But at the same time, if you were trying to get away from your past and something that you did, why would you live so close? True. But, again, maybe he did and maybe he moved back. We we just don't know all that information. We don't know all that background. That is true. That is very true. We're back in... But he's working at a diner so i don't know (laughs) well yeah i mean he could have been passing through for some reason he might be going cross country working in diners for a while and then you know kind of staying on the low very supernatural-ish hanging out in the midwest uh we're back in windamore though and we have amanda talking to the witch and she's learning about her affliction and that Mm -hmm. she can do things with it and i love it because at first she asks i'm just going to say the witch because i can't say the name are you a thing? And, you know, she kind of laughs at her. And then she's like, who are you? And I would probably be saying the same thing because you had weird little monster things in, like, the cavern with them. Yeah. Like, they didn't really have faces. I'm like, why are y'all in the room? I don't know. See, and I'm going to put it what here. What are y'all's purpose? Are y'all, like, the witch? Or are y'all, like, her apprentices or something? Like, they're all connected. It's a hive mind. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But I am going to put something here because of what you said with the prophecy. When the witch finds the apprentice, what if that's Amanda and the witch here? Hmm. See, they give it didn't to she you. Start, didn't she say something in the beginning? Was that this episode? The witch? I can't remember now if she was the one talking in the very beginning. I think it was. Hold on. Let me... <laughs> we, we go to this. <laughs> but it's interesting. And, you know, the way prophecies are, they can be, you know, m- manipulated to whoever is basically trying to get the information. True. So, especially, let me see, say this. We have Martin having a vision of Amanda and Amanda learning about how to use her powers. And is... Was that him having a vision or her slowly reaching him? Maybe a little of both. It seemed like it was, yeah, it seemed like it was a little bit of both. Because he, you know, like, kind of had that deep gasp and, you know, didn't know what was happening. Yeah, the witch was in the beginning talking smack, (laughs) talking some kind of prophetic vision, Mm -hmm. stingy. And she was holding Mona. (laughs) Right, okay, so is that Mona? Was that really Mona? Like, I'm just... What the hell? I, I'm sorry, but I would probably be trying to be another object, trying to listen in on what... Not that stress thing? Because instead of that stress ball thing, I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to be squeezed like that to death all, all the time. Yeah, that was... And I haven't seen one of those things in forever, and we talked about that, I think, the first time we've seen it. I'm like, that's a weird little squeezy thing. I mean, I think everybody has some kind of stress ball at this point in one form or another. So, except that one makes weird squeaky noises too. It just seems like a dog toy anymore. <laughs> um, interesting because Vogel 
when we're in Windermore is freaking out because he does not like seeing those little colorful kids. But suddenly he's like, something's bad's coming. And the the night with the weird, yeah, the weird blockheads. <laughs> I didn't want to call them blockheads, but they are. They're very square. But I mean, we think about it. I mean, there was a little kid who drew it. So, of course, it's going to be very, you know, blockish or just blobish. Which is what those little things are in the cavern. They're just kind of colorful blobs almost with, like, pumpkin faces almost. So, I mean, you ha- I guess you figure it out with the kid drawing it. Yeah, they have to make it as kiddish as possible. And I do like that they did this. And I wonder if they're like, hey, let's see, let's tell the kids, like, this fair fairy tale and see how they draw it and then they'll bring it to life because i've seen that actually happen with some artists and i think that's pretty awesome and or we just have really amazing people which i believe that too working on dirk gently that's like Mm -hmm. let me get as creative as possible which i think is probably a little of both but who knows they may have asked their kids for a little input vogel vogel is trying to help all these little colorful kids because they know that there's some bad crap coming and it's all the mages people so we're going to stay here for a minute in Windermore and obviously Vogel is not strong enough to stop everything and we don't know if these little I'm going to keep calling them kids if they (laughs) have like weapons or if they're able to stand up to these knights or what they're doing I mean is it like Winnie Winnie Pooh Winnie Poohs (laughs) (laughs) the last part of what they are Poohs Winnipeg whatever. <laughs> well, the witches walk to Wapnasi, so are they like Wapnasi poos or something? I don't. Not, I don't even have a note on those. That's why they're just colorful kids to me. They're little. Yeah, colorful. Yeah, but with Vogel knowing that he's not going to be able to do everything himself, like Amanda's like, all right, the rowdy three, the other ones, are in trouble. I need to get them. What do I do? And the witch is, like, sticking her hand into the water, and she's like, you can do this. You can pull them through. The same way that she managed to pull Amanda and Vogel through. But she's mm-hmm. like, I can't Thank do God this. for that. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Was that not scary? I know. I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys about that. I'm like, fudge. That was intense. Yes. I wasn't sure what which way they were going to go with it. I'm like, are they really going to go there? Like, what? Right. <laughs> this has been kind of a violent season. Yes, this has been violent. <laughs> But, but first season was violent, but I think it was more of a shock. But it, but it seems even worse. That's because <laughs> Priest is a little bit crazy in this one. Yeah, well, Priest, I, ugh, I thought I would hate Freakin. I do don't. I do dislike him a I, lot. I I hate Freakin, but I hate Priest more. <laughs> I know, and that's really weird because I really love Alan Tudyk. So. Oh my gosh, he's doing such a good job playing an ass. <laughs> that's a sign of a great. Uh, actor, obviously. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I hate okay. you so much, but you are so awesome. <laughs> All right, let's go. So Amanda's trying to pull them through, and she's like, I can't get them. I don't know what to do. I need help. And so, you know, we do have somehow the witch helping her, and she's able to, like, zap them into Windermore. And then suddenly we have the Rowdy Three there to help defeat the army that's coming, which this is the mage's army. Yeah. And and they're hungry. So, so they got to eat. Um, they had to eat, and I'm so glad that they did it on those nights. <laughs> yes. And it almost seems like, okay, great, are we going to have a happy ending? And obviously, we're only in episode five, so it's not like this is over. Not by a long shot. Yeah, not by a long shot whatsoever. But we at least have the Rowdy Three, which is really not 
well named since there's four of them, but now five if Amanda's part of them. It's just like all the um, the Hitchhiker's Guide book. They're just increasingly inaccurately named trilogy. So, but we're happy because they the made it. Why they're called the Rowdy Three was they were the Rowdy Three at some point, and then, it, and then they just added. They kept on adding. They keep breaking. So they them just too. never changed the name. <laughs> That's true. I mean, why? If it works, go with it. Yeah, go yeah. with it. <laughs> so let's go back for a minute to our Scooby gang because they end up going to try to find Scott and they go to the concert. And I'm like, oh, look it. They're all kind of dressed normal. Except, of course, Deputy Tina, who's like, I'm going to be in my all decked out deputy gun and all. Mm-hmm. But she mm-hmm. has to go up on stage because she wants to find Scott. And I say find Scott Again, in air quotes, because she was really just taking pictures of her at this Sound of Nothing concert. Would you go to something called Sound of Nothing? I feel like that's really weird, but... It's a weird name for a group. Or just an awesome music fest. I don't know. It's like, okay. I'm not quite sure what it was. I thought it was funky, but then again, I'm like, I'm surprised Susan let Scott go. Well, that was what... This guy go to the daggone concert. Well, that's what she was, like, complaining about forever. And then, second, the fact that, I guess because she made herself money now, she was able to afford to go. Okay, yeah. But uh, maybe she just wanted him out of her hair. That, too, but mm, that irked me to... mm, I wanted to choke him when he put firecrackers in the car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he would have been beaten. Oh, oh my gosh. My mom... mm, mm. See, we grew up different, like I said. Chancla. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. He wouldn't have even gone there. The f- first off, it wouldn't have even happened. <laughs> it's a whole different time, dear. It's a whole different time. Um, Susie ends up there, and Susie looks really weird when we've seen her, like, injured, and then we've seen her all made up, and now she's dressed all, like, yeah, it was so weird just seeing her change so often. But she sees Dirk, and she's, like, going after him, and she accidentally casts, like, what, a love spell? And, or some kind of or calming, yeah. Druggy ish kind of. <laughs> and then drops the wand. Kind of spell. And then, oh my gosh. So she drops the wand and she's looking for the wand on the ground and everyone's like, I totally love you. And we find out Farrah and Todd made out together. And I was like, they something happened between we them. We kind of knew that. Together for that long and not have something happen. Oh. Come on now. <laughs> and Todd was always feeling fair, but you never quite knew for sure if she was feeling him. So <laughs> I thought it was nice. So the fact that they got they they had a little bit of a flirtation doesn't surprise me. But I'm like kind of mad because we ain't ever see it. Well, <laughs> things it, it could happen. I'm like, what? Yeah, things could still happen. Come on, how many episodes we got? Uh, and it could still. Happen. But I'm just saying the fact that we didn't see it. Makes you man. <laughs> no fair. <laughs> oh, and then we find out Dirk and Todd finally come to an understanding, and they have, a, like, a come-together moment. Yeah. And I was like, that's so sweet. And then Farrah finally, like, told them about her dad. Right. And that but then I was kind of sad. too, because she felt like they didn't have the greatest relationship. I'm like, dang, you've been holding that in, Farrah? Like, we knew y'all, you was upset, but for that reason, like, <laughs> just, it just makes me feel for her even more. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And, like, right when you're, like, your heart's kind of swelling and you're like, oh, gosh, maybe they're going to have a moment to talk, you know, Tina pops up with, I want to sleep with everyone. It's like, okay, then. I guess this heartwarming moment is over because now it's going to get really weird. Yeah, it got really weird the following day. (laughs) Uh, But we do kind of start ending up with other weirdness happening. 
because the mage is at the Cardenas house right. and he's found a mural and he looks like he's really afraid because he's seeing things that he hasn't experienced and seeing a defeat was not something he was expecting. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, what does this mean? This is why I was starting to think that maybe he's not the, you know, the witch from the prophecy then. Because if he's afraid of being defeated like this, maybe it's not actually him. Well, I mean, it's really hard to say at this point. His apprentice, though, so that makes it seem like that's a male. Well, we don't exactly know what the heck Wakti is. That's all I'm saying. I mean, just because Wakti kind of sounds female. Wakti doesn't look like anything in particular. They said his army, but she, she, I mean, she has her little children, but are they the ones that are actively attacking Windermore? They just hang out in the forest. They're minding their own business. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. This was my tinfoil hat theory of the day. Uh, But we have Hobbs, too, showing up later at the Cardenas house. (laughs) And this is when we get sad. Because he sees a Kellum truck pulling into the barn. He goes in there and it suddenly it had disappeared through that half circle of water. Who the heck's taking people through any kind of wetness? All we've seen so far was Amanda and Wakti. So And Mona. That's true. I forgot Mona did that. But But Todd along in the first episode, he was freaking out about the wet circle and it was like no it wasn't significant, but it really is because that's considered a transport right. or a portal between the Earth and Windermore. So this is what I'm saying. Things are getting weird. And then things got sad because we see the mage zap Hobbs. Now, we don't see anything else, so anytime something happens off screen, I just pretty much say that it hasn't actually completely happened. I don't think he's dead. I'm hoping he just got zapped into Windermore and we just haven't seen him yet. No, because oh. we, we saw what happened to the females from the book club. I am going to still hold on to hope. <laughs> I, I was like, no, don't do that to Hobbs. He was cool with everything. <laughs> I'm going to... And Tyler was being as a sweetheart. <laughs> I'm just going to hold on to hope. That's all I can do. All right, everyone. So this was kind of a crazy episode. So if you, wanna, you want to email us, you know, let us know what you think about everything, you can send it to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Because I don't have one strictly for Dirk Gently, and I'm really sorry, guys. But contact us. You can send something to Jess at fangirlzone. You can send something to Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at fangirlzone. You can put something up on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, all of it, because we are usually tweeting along. Um, you can always put it on the YouTube site, too, because that's what Tori did. So we do want to hear from you. We'll let you know, let us know what you guys think. I can't even talk because I'm like so excited right now. And Natty, thank you for joining me. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, well, you can find me at the Nerd Element, uh, www.thenerdelement.com. I do live tweet dirt gently from at tne underscore tv talk pod, and hopefully I will. Uh, get back to writing the reviews of these episodes because I, I, I reviewed the first episode, but um, I haven't had a chance to review the other episodes yet. So um, I'll get I'll get on that. <laughs> You'll see all that soon, I'm sure. Natasha is always on point, and she's usually way ahead of me. So like way ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we'll see which which theory is correct here. If neither of us are correct, so. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. 
So it could be something completely different from what we all thought. But what do you guys think? Let us know. And for this episode of Fangirl Zone, I'm Sean Fangirl F. And I'm Natty Willie. And until next time. <laughs>